Okay, what do you want to do? We want to announce ourselves. We want to start the podcast. Go on then. We are Lost Levels Club. I'm Mike. I'm Ting. You're drinking coffee. I'm loving coffee. Because you've got no energy because you're an old man. I'm just addicted to coffee. Okay, <laughs> I'm drinking decaf. I'm drinking decaf. Who's I'm the really... old man now? We're, 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 we're both <laughs> old men. <laughs> Tragic. We're not playing. We are playing for Fallout 4. So last time we said we'd play Fallout 4 and we're still playing Fallout 4. I don't think we've played enough Fallout 4 to really be done with it. I do think it's quite funny. I said last time I'm going to play twice as much as you and I have literally played twice as much as you. I've played about 20 hours, not just under 20, and you've played just over 10. Yeah. So, yeah, you're lucky. I didn't actually play it at all last week. I was just way too busy. I had my, oh gosh, I had, I had visitors. Yeah, I, I was, had visitors. So I had to play Black Ops 3. And oh, you had to play Blops 3. Yeah. Blops 3. Yeah. You, and, but you didn't prestige it. No, I didn't prestige. Level 20 something. I, what's, what's max level? 55. <sighs> Jeez, how does anyone get there? No, a lot of people get there. That's crazy. Some people, I think in past iterations, you could do it 15 times. You'd get a mark for each time you did it. It's foobard. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I'm going to say, ain't nobody got time for that. I don't understand how these people do these things. It's really fun. It's really fun. Seriously, it's really fun. You feel like a, a boss. There's no other word for it. You feel like a boss. Really? When you're boss in the game, yeah. Like a boss. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So articulate am I... Oh, uh, maybe we should try Blops 3. Maybe you can suggest it next time. Yeah, but Don't you, suggest it next time. But you end up being the tosser you hate. <laughs> you know, you end up being that guy. You end up being that guy. You don't well, know. When, you, when you've prestiged 15 times. You know, you must have seen the um, those videos where it's four on four and they're facing each other. And then, you know, the winning team, they shout, start standing up like shouting down on the other guys over the screens. Okay. It's Fine. not. It brings out the worst in people. <laughs> okay. So, anyway, importantly, we're still playing Fallout 4. Yep. And we, we, so we're playing Fallout 4 another week. Another, another set of podcasts. Okay. We might do impressions based on what we've played so far. I'd uh, like to. Or we, or we might just roll into a long wrap-up for Fallout 4. Um, see how things go. Yep. And then the next thing, suggestions. Suggest what game we should play next. Please. Please. No mobile games, please. <laughs> Is that okay? Yeah, that's okay. I'm totally cool with that. No mobile games, no microtransactions, no horse armor. Is that, is that the only is that the only restriction? I think so. Okay, let's see if anyone actually suggests anything. Yeah. Otherwise, otherwise we'll come up with something. Oh, let's see what suggestions we get okay. as well. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's like this is like your back out in case someone suggests Hatterful Boyfriend. Would you play Hatterful Boyfriend? Yeah, I okay. played that, but. I think it's the old, the stuff I'm not so keen on. <laughs> what if someone suggests Bloodborne? Oh, that's okay. That's okay. Oh. Bloodborne's okay. But I want you to suffer with, I say suffer. Yeah, I, I quite enjoy that. I want you to join join with, you know. Join I, I just play the DLC for Bloodborne. If fine. It, if they fix that. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fine. I think so long as it doesn't become homework for Ting, I'm happy. <laughs> Maybe they should just pick something that we really both won't enjoy. <laughs> Let's pick something we really won't enjoy. Madden. Madden 2016. I'll be okay with that. <laughs> You'd be okay with that? I'll be okay with that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's move on before anyone gets any ideas. Yeah. Okay. So, we mentioned last time 
regional pricing has come into Steam for Hong Kong, at least. I think a lot of regions have suddenly got regional pricing that didn't have regional pricing So not before. on the podcast you, we mentioned last time. No, I think we mentioned on the podcast as well that oh. Fallout 4, do you remember I said Fallout 4 was 60 USD? Oh, you, you paid... Didn't yes. pre-order it. And then I saw it's 465 Hong Kong. And I was like, oh, that seems cheap. And then I worked out that it was actually 60 USD and then felt like an idiot. But I still bought it. Yeah, so regional pricing has come to Hong Kong, which is kind of dumb in a way because... The Hong Kong dollar is pegged to the US dollar, so it hasn't actually made any difference to the prices. It's no cheaper. But what it has done is make it so that you can't buy a whole bunch of games in Hong Kong anymore. You can't buy Ark, for example, so uh, no Chippendale Massacre for you. If you're in Hong Kong. If you're in Hong Kong. If you're in Hong Kong, yeah. And annoyingly, you can't gift games outside Hong Kong anymore. So you still have a UK Steam account, don't you? You haven't moved your account. I and so do. I tried I tried to gift you a tortuous puzzle game, but but it bounced off your account. You you have your UK shield on, so uh you were, you you dodged a bullet there. And I and I learned not to send you the other one, which is even worse. <laughs> yeah, so uh Steam regional pricing, nothing but annoying downsides for Hong Kong, I think. Uh, I I mean the thing is, generally no one cares about this sort of thing because who listens to who listens to podcasts, who writes gaming media, they're all in the US and the UK and Australia. They're all unlocked regions because they are the more expensive ones. So they don't have to deal with this sort of problem. And most people don't travel that much. Most people live in a country and that's just where they live. They don't they don't move around. Obviously, both of us have moved from the UK to here, to Hong Kong. So, it, I mean, it's obviously quite an unusual use case. Expats, people don't generally cater for them. But it's a shame because Steam used to be really good for it. Steam was one of the few things where you know, Xbox Live... I couldn't bring my UK account to Hong Kong. I had to make a new Hong Kong account if I want to use a Hong Kong credit card. And uh, PS, PSN, again, if I want to use a Hong Kong credit card, I have to make a new Hong Kong account. So it's shit. I lost access to all the stuff I had before. Steam, it just worked. It, it was really good. And now it's become yet another slightly annoying thing. But on the grand scheme of things, it's not that bad. But it's meant to give you better pricing, right? Yeah, but it doesn't. It doesn't. I think. Certain? I think. Yeah. I think the problem is that for for Southeast Asia, which is locked down, Hong Kong, Singapore, both expensive places to live, and it's no cheaper than the US. It's the same price as the US or more, and we've just got all the downsides and none of the upsides. In the same way that Spotify is cheaper here. Spotify is cheaper here. That's true. Actually, I suppose. I suppose I'm saving effectively five pounds a month on my Spotify subscription. If not more. If not, is it that much? It's $48. 48, yeah, it's $48, I guess. That's four quid. I'm, I'm saving 70 Hong Kong on my Spotify subscription. Yay. Yeah. Well, I thought it was... The fact you can't gift me anything was to prevent you buying a ton of cheap games. Yes. And then sending them over to me, which, you know, in, in theory, I have to pay more yeah. for the UK. But in practice, it's the same price. It's the same price. I've not seen anything that's cheaper in Hong Kong. But you're also in the position where you can... You can switch back to a UK account. Come yeah, because I've got a UK credit card. So I can still switch back to a UK account. Steam, everything's okay still. <sighs> Gay Ben, you were meant to be the messiah. <laughs> Where's Half-Life 3? Stop <laughs> fucking with Steam. <laughs> it's not that bad. Until, unless I go home at Christmas and discover I'm unable to play anything I bought in Hong Kong, then, then I will be sending angry tweets. I will send angry tweets to Gay Ben if... Uh, <laughs> If I can't play games I bought in Hong Kong in the UK. Because I think in Russia, if you buy games in Russia, you can't play them outside of Russia. That was the case last year. Was that, this is something that came in last year. Yeah. 
Yeah. So they better not have done that for Hong Kong. Otherwise, I will be peeved. And then I'll have to, I don't know, I'll have to switch to Origin or do something crazy. Like, it's fine. You've got GOG and Green Man Gaming. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You, you can talk me down. Please, oh, gosh. If you went to Origin. Yeah. I'll be like, oh, what's on Origin? Look at my Origin backlog of five games. At least you would. <laughs> at least I could, I could, I could, yeah, feasibly finish my Origin backlog. I bought like 10 games in the past. It's a Steam sale. I bought like 10 games. I've got a problem. What, have they changed the the nature of the sales? The the sale this time doesn't seem to have the daily sales. It doesn't have daily specials. It's okay. just highlighting things in the sale, but it's not that things are cheaper on a particular day. Uh, so I've just haven't held back, and I've just wantonly bought a load of a load of games. I bought a load of AAA stuff. That's um, once I bought Shadow of Mordor. I bought The Witcher Three. I for some reason haven't bought City Skylines, but because I've been very close a couple of times. Uh, I bought TIS 100, which is another tortuous programming game from the guy who made Space Cam. 1,100? 100. 100. Oh, okay. Sorry, yeah, it's it's only one-tenth as tortuous as you thought. What else did I buy? I bought... Dying Light. I bought... I'd forgotten about that. I bought Dying Light. bought Creeper World 3. Some cellular automata strategy game. Uh, what else? What else Immortal. Was? Immortal Defense. Yeah, which I'd heard about a long time ago uh, on TIG Source. And never got around to playing, and I saw it was a bargain price, so I picked it up and stayed up till 3am playing it yesterday. That was smart of me, wasn't it? So yeah, gay Ben, all's forgiven. I, I couldn't sustain my rage against Steam. It's true. Anyway, now that we've established that I'm an idiot... Uh, <laughs> I think you're highly successful. Highly <laughs> successful at spending my money, yeah. yeah. Steam Link? Yes. You want one? I really do want one. Why do you want one? Have you not done... You've done in-home streaming on your machine. Yes. I've done in-home streaming on your machine. But do you not think playing on the couch is the way forward? Yeah, well, this is why I bought a Surface. Actually, no, that's not the same thing. Oh, that's for playing in bed. That's even lazier. There's something about playing games on your couch. So I, You know, I never got this before, but then I did quite enjoy it when we were playing Destiny. And it made me think, oh, yeah, I remember what this is like. So, And I played Dishonored. I played Metal Gear. I tried to play Fallout. So you streamed all these things from your PC to your laptop against yeah. your TV. And I have my DualShock 4 plugged into my MacBook. And up to now, it has worked. But Fallout 4, it, it failed. It really failed. So all the key mappings got confused. Fallout 4 is weird like that. I think there were some. there are some issues with it. Because I, I noticed that the mouse controls also just did weird things sometimes. Are the, are the button mappings coming out properly? Are the prompts coming out properly for you? They're, yeah, it's coming up with keyboard prompts. Okay, because the prompts aren't are weird. So, for instance, it thinks it's the right D pad is sneak, whereas it actually it's the right thumbstick, right? Oh, that's weird. Yeah, so I just have to pull it. You know, you know the very um, sophisticated method of just pulling it out and pushing it back in. Ah, oh, I can see you work in IT. Yeah. Oh gosh, that sounds really bad out of context as well. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. We have the, the out of context special. Yeah. We try and make the the filthiest conversation out of out of context phrases. Yes, it doesn't work. And I think if I had the Steam Link, it would help me. And also, deep down, deep down, in the depths of my heart, I think if I had a Steam controller, maybe I can learn how to play Baldur's Gate two with a controller on my couch. So you, you do want the controller? Cause I you, don't. Because you said you didn't want the controller last time. I asked I you don't. this. I'm going back to the UK in a few weeks for christmas lucky you 
Yay! I'm so I'm looking forward to it. And in the UK, they are selling Steam Links in Game, which is a chain of game shops in the UK. Do you want to comment on Game? Do I, what 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 can I say about Game? We do not support Game. We, we don't <laughs> we have not, anything to do with we Game. We don't support Game. They're not they're not sponsoring this podcast unless they want. No, they won't. We want to have nothing to do with Game. Yeah, Game Game's got a slightly weird reputation, doesn't it? It's I get like slightly weird people. I always feel like there's slightly weird people in Game. I always feel slightly weird we walking into Game. Oh yeah, let's We're cut looking this. out for you. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's cut this. Let's cut this. Yeah, game, game in the UK, chain of game stores, selling Steam Link. Yes, but only in annoying bundles. Yeah, you can buy the controller on its own, but you can't buy the Steam Link on its own. Yeah, it's crazy. <sighs> Gay Ben, no, it's probably Games Fault. Games Fault, definitely Games Fault. Yeah, but I should really just buy on Steam and get it delivered. Oh, you can do that in UK, can't you? You could buy, could buy it on Steam and get it delivered to a UK address. Interesting. It's only forty pounds. Is it only forty pounds the Steam Link? Yeah. How much is the controller? Only meant to. It's meant to be forty pounds. Oh, so if you buy the bundling game, which is a hundred pounds, you're really not getting anything extra then, because it's a hundred pounds for a forty pound controller, forty pound Steam Link, and twenty pounds credit. So that's garbage. Oh, it's not garbage. It's not garbage. <laughs> You're not getting anything extra for the bundle. They're just they're just forcing you to buy things you don't want. Yeah, but that's that's how he, they make money, though, right? Yeah, that is how they make money. Those. Yeah. Uh, I should restrain myself from saying rude words. Aren't you proud of me? No, no. Say them. <laughs> Say them. I, I can't. I can't think of something sufficiently funny and rude. Um. Okay. So I really want to be able to play Baldur's Gate two on my couch. The pain of learning to play. That game on a, with the controller is just going to kill me. Annoy me. If you're on a Mac, you, you can actually bind the analog stick to the mouse cursor and move the mouse cursor around with the analog stick. Do you know that? What? What? Because uh, I, <laughs> I, I had a controller and I I Bluetoothed it to the Mac. And when I moved the thumbstick around, it moved, my, it moved the mouse cursor around. So you could play it like that. I mean, it would probably be terrible. You'd go insane after about 20 minutes, but you could. So there's crazy stuff. Um... With the Steam controller, you can map the pad to an area of the screen. So the idea is, if, for instance, if you're playing an RTS, you can, I think, how it works is if you hit a trigger, it'll jump to, like, for instance, the, the mini-map, and it, it will only move the cursor within that space. Okay, that's pretty clever. Clever but useless, though, if I think about it for my needs. For Baldur's Gate, maybe, yeah. Just get a wireless mouse. That doesn't work. You can't play... Just get, just get an Apple Magic trackpad or something. How does that work with the couch? You can just lie on the couch. Like, lie on the couch, like, across the whole couch. I suppose you're sitting there with April, though. I think you can just put it on the, on the armrest and just use it. I think I'm just too self-conscious, knowing that April's there, just, like, watching me sort of... Ju- judging you <laughs> while you play a game with a mouse on your couch. Yeah. Who is this person? Do I know him? <laughs> you should just got it on your iPad. Just play it on a laptop. I don't know. Yeah, it's not a, It's not an obviously couch-friendly game. Unless I could somehow use my iPad as a... As a mouse. Oh, you can. You can. I've, there's an app for that. It's I have like, that app. Well, there you go. Problem solved. You don't need a Steam Link anymore. And then, okay, so the other issue was... I didn't know... Because I, I bought old-school Baldur's Gate. I don't have the... Um, Enhanced edition. Oh yeah, it's going to be a nightmare. It's not through Steam, but if you, you can add a non-Steam game to Steam, and it will stream it. Yeah, unsupported, but it will stream it. Yeah, that might be interesting. 
there was quite a good video about the pros and cons of the Steam Link for doing this. Did you? I sent it to you, but I'm not sure you watched it. I didn't watch it. Yeah, because you never watch anything I send you. Mm. Oh, I've watched Rick and Morty. Oh, you watched Rick and Morty? All of them. That's true. That's true. There was quite a good review of the Steam Link by... Uh, I can't remember his real name. I was about to say Jeff Gerstmann, but of course that's a giant bomb. Yeah. Um, George something. Super Bunny Hop is the name of his YouTube channel. He's done yeah. quite a good review of the Steam Link. And he uses it for playing Steam games and also for playing um, non-Steam games that he's added to Steam. I think he tries out some media players and he tries out some emulators. So he does quite a good job of listing the pros and cons. Hey, given what he said, without saying what he said, would you get one? Uh, I was quite I was quite tempted to get one just for the sake of it. But I don't think it's really going to be that useful. Like, I'm not sure I particularly want to play on the on the... I'm not sure there's any games I want to play on the couch that much. For me, it's not so big a deal playing playing at my PC. I quite like playing at my PC. I've got quite a nice office chair, got good screens, two screens. So you've got two screens as well, though, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I'm not so fussed about playing on the couch. I think I'd find the setup of trying to play it on the couch would annoy me enough that it would outweigh the comfort of playing on the couch. But maybe that's just I haven't set it up. Maybe if I had it just sitting there ready to go, uh, I feel differently about it. I'm not convinced by playing about playing on the couch either, but I'm still hopeful. I'll find something that'll work. Yeah, I don't know. I It's also because I guess Fallout 4, I'm playing mouse and keyboard. Yes. Which is my current game at the moment. But then Metal Gear Solid, I played with a controller, so yeah. it's probably just a matter of habit. And also, do you think you play better at, the, at, de- at a desk than... Oh, I'm pretty bad all the time, so I'm not sure. Be- better is obviously a relative term. Yeah, I think I play. I think I probably play better at my desk. You're pretty gung ho in Destiny. Oh <laughs> man, I was so terrible. <laughs> I, you know, that something's gone wrong with my brain this year. I used to be very like methodical and careful. I think if you think how I played Destiny when we first started playing it, and I was always like soloing the Nightfall, I wouldn't die. And then this year, this year, I play my job. It's it's. I've actually had some sort of like mental break and now I'm just this reckless I just I just don't give a fuck totally reckless in Destiny I'm just like zerging in and trying to punch everything in the face <laughs> um, Fallout 4 as well I, I, we shouldn't talk about Fallout 4 too much but seriously the way I play Fallout 4 I just run up to enemies and just like hammer the mouse you know <laughs> so you just punch them to death no no I mean I've got a laser rifle okay. but you know the laser rifle is most accurate if you put it in someone's face <laughs> so yeah, there's like literally no finesse to how I'm playing anything anymore. I don't know what's happened to me. Yeah, because exactly, I had the mate, you know, the same logic. I thought this guy's soloing the nightfall. He's gonna fucking nail it, and then he's just there, just barreling in. Yeah, I used to be good. Like, like I said, something this this year has been so bad, and now it's just like, oh, this gun does damage, but you know what would do more damage if I threw a grenade in their face, and I so I just run in with a grenade, and then it's like, oh, I'm out of grenades. Maybe I better punch them. <laughs> Like, I don't know, I'm some logical part of my brain has just gone. I've just become as reckless. It's very comical. <sighs> yeah, I, I die a lot. I die a lot. It's it's really sad when we look at like the recap at the end and it's sort of like, you know, deaths, you know, zero, zero, twenty-three. <laughs> it's and never like, that bad. It's like oh, but I'm having fun. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, maybe it's the best that we haven't bought Taken King. Still, we we talk about Destiny an absurd amount for people who haven't bought the expansion pack. Yeah. We're, we're we're suffering some sort of like a, I don't know what what's the term for it. Stockholm. It's not Stockholm. What do we want then? I don't know. It's some kind of like weird longing for for Destiny. Despite the fact we haven't bought it, we're still kind of we're still kind of slightly we can't haven't let it go. No, no, because we want to go back. Yeah, that's the thing. If one of us bought Destiny, we would all buy Destiny, but none of us wants to be the one to break ranks and buy Destiny. So none of us have bought The Taken King, and we're, and we're all pretending we're not interested, but all checking the price for an excuse to buy it. So the funniest thing is, was it the trigger price? The, the was... trigger price was £35, and then it dropped to £36 in the UK, because the other guy we're playing with is in the UK. and he was like £25. Was it £25? And it dropped to, or maybe, what did it drop to? £26. So, wait, okay, so the trigger price was £25. Bit, and he said when it drops 25 pounds i'll buy it and then it dropped to 26 pounds and he said oh when it drops 20 pounds i'll buy it i'm like no it's so close it has been 25 pounds from the outset in hong kong because the playstation store in hong kong is cheaper quite a lot cheaper so yeah by by his rules we could have bought it ages ago but we haven't we both resisted yeah in, in theory to play through our backlogs except that i've just been making my backlog worse which is what we expect, predicted. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Steam Link. Do you think you get one? No, you're not sure. Not it depends sure. if I buy one in the UK and just give it to you. Well, if you buy one, I'll buy one. So oh, shit. Did I just... <laughs> <laughs> this is where I come back with two Steam Links. Yeah, okay. See how things go. I think so. Well, let, well, let me go home. Let me try and stream Baldur's Gate 2 to my MacBook and see how that works out. And then by that time, I don't need it because I'm going to use my iPhone to control it. <laughs> you can use your iPhone. This is going to be it's going to be ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me know how that goes. Yeah. Report back next week. I will do. Okay. I love shotguns. I love shotguns. I love shotguns. <laughs> okay. You know what? I. You, this is in Destiny, by the way, not in real life. Although I probably would love shotguns in real life. <laughs> yeah, you would. I know you would. Now, shotgun was actually often my least favourite weapon in games, actually. I, I'm not using the shotguns at all in Fallout. Wow, you're crunchy. Sorry. <laughs> you done? No. Rickler, man. We should get gummy bears. Yeah. We, we need less we need less audible need less audible snacks no I actually usually I hate shotguns least favorite weapon is usually the shotgun because it's the weapon for the no it's just the range is so short it's just a massive pain getting close enough to use them but then with my new reckless playstyle of running in and grenades the shotgun actually works really well grenade then shotgun grenade then shotgun grenade then shotgun yeah uh it was just great fun in Destiny because you just one-shot everything with shotguns, or at most two-shot them, or at least six-shot them. However many you had, six-shot them however, is insane. <laughs> however many you had in a clip, yeah, shotguns were great in Destiny. They've nerfed them as well. I mean, that's another reason not to buy the Taken King. They nerfed shotguns. Boo, boo, not cool. Yeah, where was I going with this? I've forgotten. Guess it doesn't really matter. <laughs> where, were you? where were you going with this? I don't know. I think I just wanted to talk about Destiny some more. Because, like I said, we haven't quite let it go. 
Yeah, you were talking. You were saying other in-home streaming stuff. I mean, this is becoming a rambly mess. Tom, a rambly mess. This like that's that should be the signature thing of this podcast. Uh, rambling all over the place. In-home streaming, Baldur's Gate, using the phone as a mouse. But yeah, we did our previous in-home streaming attempt. Goat Simulator. First attempt. Goat Simulator. For me, at least. Yeah. And that worked quite well, I thought, because I was playing on the mouse and keyboard on my PC, and you, in local co-op, were playing on the controller while watching on the TV. Yes. I thought it actually worked really well, I thought. So, I mean, the in-home streaming and the merging of the controls. But, I mean, that was within the same network. And then the NVIDIA thing, the new NVIDIA, NVIDIA experience is what they're calling it, I think. Okay. Let's you do co-op uh, over the internet. So, I think I said before I really wanted to try out Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time, but it's only local co-op, and I don't want to go around someone else's house. I mean, that's barbaric. Yeah, uh, God forbid. Yeah, How sociable like, would you need to be? Yeah, exactly. So uh, we decided to try the NVIDIA Experience streaming. Uh, it worked really well, actually. There was some graphical artifacting. But on the whole, uh, it was responsive. It looked pretty decent. My controller wouldn't work, so I had to play on the keyboard, and he had to use the controller. But that was not a huge deal. And uh, the game was fun. The most annoying thing about it was that, because uh, it's, it's in beta, I think there's a one-hour limit on your playtime. So every hour, it would say, oh, you've got five minutes remaining, and then just cut me off. So we would have to pause it every hour, get cut off, and then start up a new session and just resume. I wonder if that's the same with the share play on the PS4. I think it is. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, I hope it's not just some stupid limitation of these things in general for some licensing reason or something. That would be annoying. Because the share play, I think, is that the reason? I thought it was because it's in beta. <laughs> really? Share play's not in beta, surely. I don't know. I mean, this, this NVIDIA one is, but share play is a feature of the PlayStation OS now, isn't it? Maybe they just don't want people streaming in a passive way. Yeah, I I thought it was something really dumb, like they're worried people would buy a game in a low-cost location and then stream it to someone in the UK or something really dumb. Yeah, I don't know why. Maybe. I mean, I yeah, I thought it was to stop you from just playing someone else's copy of a game or something, just like from start to finish. So you think it was... Good. Yeah. Is on, the technology, does it work? Yeah. I mean, so, so this streaming technology over the internet, the video one, it works really well. Did it crap out? Not on Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time. It did crap out on Vagante. We tried playing okay. Vagante, which is like a 2D roguelike platformer type thing. Yeah. It just would not engage. Like we couldn't bring up the overlay. And I did actually have to go around in person and play it there. Okay. So it didn't work with everything, but it did work for Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time. So yeah, I was going to say two thumbs up, but maybe that's one and a half thumbs up, uh, since it, it doesn't seem to be completely there yet. Okay. But on the whole, pretty good, yeah. Then again, I don't know what it's going to be like if your internet is worse, because we're both on the same internet provider in Hong Kong, uh, where and we've both got, you know, hundreds of megabit internet. So, your mileage may vary. Yeah, so I've played SharePlay with my friend in the UK. We played Monopoly. <laughs> that's all we could play I tried, oh, I tried to play Tetris with him I just, he, he destroyed me obviously but we could what, play Monopoly who, who was hosting? he was hosting he was hosting okay fine yeah okay you could play Monopoly yeah I quite like Monopoly <laughs> you could play Monopoly by email <laughs> I mean seriously why do people not why do people not do that anymore? games by email 
I need. I don't think people. I, no, I'm. I'm. I'm showing my age here. I'd love to play some turn-based games. Have you heard like this? Not. Not obviously. Not through email, but. Have you heard um, like the Battlestar Galactica game or like Dark Moon? Apparently? Battlestar Galactica, Galactica game. Sorry. Yeah, where where yeah, one of you is a, one of you is a Cylon or multiple of you are Cylons, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then and there's some other one like called Dark Moon, which I think started life out as um as a mod, like a higher speed mod of the Battlestar Galactica game because Battlestar Galactica takes hours to play. That might be really fun. I, I I have never actually played it, but I know a lot of people rave about how great it is. Or the train game. Everyone seems to love train. Ticket to Ride. Ticket to Ride. Ticket yeah, to ride. I know Ticket to Ride. Yeah. Board games. I don't play that many board games, actually. I've not played enough interesting board games. I've never played Catan. I have played Catan. Is it as good as everyone says? No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. You hear it here first. But then it's the same way I think Ticket to Ride is amazing and you'll tell me otherwise. No, Ticket to Ride is good. Okay. It's always referred to as the train game. It's like, oh, have you played the train game? It's like, yeah, I've played the train game. Everyone loves the train game. Everyone, the funny thing is, actually, everyone seems to think the train game, like Ticket to Ride, is some like great secret that they've played this amazing board game that no one's going to have heard of. And it's like, yeah, I've played the train game. I think at this point, probably everyone's played the train game. I've not played the t- train game. Wait, you what? That's what I'm just saying. <laughs> I thought you said you thought it was great. Oh, no, I was saying, is it great? In the same way that you think Settlers of Catan is great. Oh, because I haven't played it. Yeah, I think... <laughs> The train game is great because I've not played it. Yeah, the train the train game is fun. The train game is fun. Uh, usually with the train game, everyone's trying to just make a good route. And every, every now and then, I remember, I've got a friend who just played to obstruct everybody else's routes. He wasn't trying to win. He was trying to make everybody else lose. <laughs> that was actually quite funny. <laughs> anyway, anyway. We need to talk about Retro HK. We need to, okay, Retro HK. Yeah, so we went to Retro, Retro HK. We saw the Nintendo PlayStation. Yes. Uh, I put up photos on the blog. Nice ones, Michael. Yeah. And Sir I met, Michael, sorry. Sir Michael. Yeah. Yeah, know your place, Ting Ting. <laughs> and then... Um, I wish I knew what noise pandas make. <laughs> <laughs> pandas don't... I don't... Pan, do pandas even make a noise? That's like the laziest animals. That's true. I wish I could just pour at the the mic pour then. ineffectively at the mic <laughs> yeah. and then just like slump on your back while someone brings you bamboo to eat yeah fucking pandas yeah retro HK. and we met the guys who own the nintendo playstation as well they were there i actually had a chat with them oh uh took their photo uh they seemed like nice guys yeah it was interesting and you know they were talking about how how they got hold of it so uh the guy's dad was because so the, the two of them the father and son so the father uh, was saying he bought like, the company was like shut, closing down in liquidation and he helped pack the boxes uh, so he knew which you know which of the lots had good stuff in it so he put a bid on on this lot oh. and he got it for 75 bucks and when he was picking it up after the auction he was like oh uh, these are your boxes and he was like what well, all of these boxes and like yeah and like this is what's in the lot so it was a lot more than he was expecting and when he opened up uh, some of the boxes he discovered inside the Nintendo PlayStation. I don't think they realised quite what they had at the time. And it just ended up being in his attic. And it was a few years later, obviously, you know, the son was then on Reddit. You know, they're talking about, oh, today I learned there was a Nintendo PlayStation, this Super CD console that never came to be. And the guy's like, oh, my dad's got one of those in the attic. And they're like, yeah, right. Pull the other one. Picks where it didn't happen. So he sent some pictures. And they're like, oh, what is this potato quality? 
you know, because <laughs> he, he took it on like a, a flip phone. Yeah. And so obviously still no one believed him. It was like, no, 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 it's real. I'll show you. And then he made a YouTube video and everyone lost their minds. So, yeah, it's quite interesting having a chat to them and seeing it in person. It's a shame that it doesn't actually work playing CDs. That They don't know what's wrong with the CD drive, but I think they're having it looked at. So they told me they're actually going to be in Hong Kong for a couple of months until uh, they 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 got here in November and they're staying till December. Uh, I think like mid-December. And they've been talking to people about trying to get it fixed. So they're trying to dump the ROM on the on the cart that they got with it and generally just have it looked at to see if they can get it working again. So, you know, maybe there'll be new developments. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think that was the main attraction there. There were a lot of people going and taking photos of it. They had lots of other old consoles as well. Quite interesting or interesting stuff if you're from the UK. So a lot of stuff that I'd never seen. So obviously there's the Famicom, which which is probably really dull if you're from Japan or Hong Kong, because that was like what the NES looked like over here. But they had a bunch of those and a lot of the add-ons. They had a, a Famicom disk drive, Famicom keyboard, Famicom tape drive. So all these things I'd never seen before. I had a 64DD, which again, it's like something that was always rumored to be coming out. Then it just like was vaporware in the West. But in Asia, it was a real thing and you could go and buy them. So they had, they had one of those uh, and lots more obscure stuff. So loads of really old Sega consoles, uh, Dreamcast TV. Had a PlayStation. PlayStation. Um, was it like the Linux version or what was it? I don't know what it was. Euros. Oh, the, uh, Net Euros. Yeah. I don't think it was a Net Euros. They had what like a big it? white PlayStation, like yeah. PSX. It was one with yeah, like a with like a hard drive. I think it might have been some sort of... You know, I, I'm not sure. I'm actually not sure exactly what the PSX was. I remember it's the big white PlayStation that they only sold in Japan. I thought it might be some sort of DVR. We should probably should look it up before we embarrass ourselves further by saying, you know, yeah, it was, oh, it had an integrated toaster. That's why it was so big. And it played... Yeah, voice recognition, obviously. <laughs> yeah, obviously. And, and a hologram projector. Yeah. And... Um, VR headset. VR headset, yeah. yeah. It juiced oranges. Part of a complete breakfast. They had a whole load of that stuff. What else? Some stalls selling old games, boxes of old carts for oh, like five for a hundred bucks. They had a console that played a ton of cartridges. Like- yeah, so they had they had this new thing. I think you know the Retron Five. So it's kind of like that. It's it's a new control called like Retro Freak, and it plays Famicom, Super Famicom, Mega Drive, Master System, I think, Game Boy Advance, a whole bunch of different consoles. And it's modular, so it has like a, a breakout box if you want to use the original controllers. The actual console is separate from the cartridge slots. So unlike the Retron 5, I don't think you have to have the cart in there to play it. You put the cart in, it dumps it to its internal memory. And then if you don't want to, if you want a more compact unit and you don't need to dump any more carts, you can just play the base unit without all the cartridge slots. You can just detach it. So much more convenient than the Retron 5. I mean, people are going to go and say, oh, piracy, but you could just download th- these things from the internet if you really wanted to, uh, quite frankly. I mean, cool. everyone knows this. <laughs> everyone knows this. Emulators, you know, know, ROMs. This. <laughs> yeah. I know this. I love, the, I love the way you're looking around doing your innocent face. I know this. Yeah. Yeah. ROMs off the internet. Had nothing to do with this guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, yarn. <laughs> what be you talking about? No, I don't know. They also had um, a Street Fighter 2 tournament. They had a Street Fighter 2 tournament and they had a Bomberman 5 tournament. Which yeah. you really fancied yourself in. <laughs> oh, no. I was saying, 
I wonder if I could win a Bomberman five times. That's because Bomberman's mostly luck. Come on, face it. Like, if you're good at it, boom. There's like boom, yeah, literally boom. There's like <laughs> there's like the opening stages where if you're dumb, you'll blow yourself up. Hopefully, there's always one. And then yeah, and then it just devolves into everyone running around frantically putting bombs down and trying to wait for someone to make a mistake. Uh, did you play much Bomberman? It's a SNES game. You didn't have a SNES, did you? Yeah, but I know. No, it's not hard to pick up. And I'm, I like to think I'm not good enough to be the one that blows himself up. So I'll get to know. Finish second. Finish Never second. Never that good. Never that good. Okay. It's the, you know, I'm not good enough to start knowing how to throw things over things and know what I can achieve quickly. Hmm. I haven't played much. I played quite a lot of two-player Bomberman. I haven't played a lot of three, four, five-player Bomberman. So maybe the strategy changes quite a lot. I'm not sure. Um, no, you just have to survive until the last two, and then the last two is where it... It's going to become this epic death match. Yeah. Yeah. You just panic. You know, either you panic and you blow yourself up. Yeah. Or I you... They'll just trap you, right? Because then one guy knows what he's... You know, the, the, guy, the console you're playing it on... He knows what he knows what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, it was Bomberman Five, which I'm not. I've only played up to Bomberman Three, I think. So this was the one with um, Louis, like all the kangaroos, and they've all got weird abilities. I, so I don't really know what's going on. I didn't stay long enough to play in the tournament anyway. Okay. So yeah, they had a Bomberman tournament, a Street Fighter Two tournament, but yeah, didn't didn't play either. And we played. I don't know which version of Mario, Mario was. You're so you don't. It's so funny. I don't even know. You, you should have bought one of these things just to just to play all these classic. I can't believe you haven't played these these classic classic games. It was Super Mario Brothers, the original. Okay. Yeah. If I remember, you complained about the speed of the game. I was confused. I don't know if it was the emulator or if it was just that I've lost my skills or that my shotgunning in the face is extended to Mario <laughs> and I was just trying to run up and shotgun a Goomba in the face, or more accurately, just run into it and die. Headbutt it. Headbutt it, yeah. I, I died a lot. I died in embarrassment. I used to be really quite good at these games, but I died a lot when I was trying to play it in front of you. Maybe it's not a good idea that we go back to them. <laughs> I think, no, I, I said, I think, I think the problem is that the PAL versions of these games, because we both grew up in the UK, and in the UK, the NES and the SNES, I think they largely had this fixed by the time it got to the the N64, uh, which is actually an interesting thing into the details of how these game engines work. For the NES and the SNES, certainly, the rendering speed is tied to the game engine speed, and they had to render as many frames as the refresh rate on the TV. So for the US and Japan, their NTSC region, so they had 60 hertz. PAL games, which is what we had in the UK, the PAL TV standard is 50 hertz with high resolution. So... When games arrived in Europe, they would often have black borders at the top and bottom because they wouldn't increase the resolution to match PAL. And also, they had to, in order to have it run at 50 hertz, there were two things they could do. They could either rewrite the core game engine so that it, that the rendering speed and the game engine speed were decoupled, or they could just be lazy and make it run like 15% slower so that it ran at 50 frames per second instead of 60. And that's what most games did. So a lot of games that we played in the UK would have been running like 15% slower than the American Japanese versions. And that's what I'm going to blame my many deaths in Mario on, because I would just 
was running 15% faster than I was expecting. That's fair enough. I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, that's, that's my that's my weak-ass excuse uh, for why I was sucking so hard. So, yeah, and then I've, I think the reason, you know, when it gets to the N64 and GameCube and onwards, it's not a problem anymore. I think with the GameCube, you could still select 60 hertz. Oh, yeah, but what I mean is that oh. it's the same thing that, you know, modern games, when the game, when your graphics card can't keep up and it drops like 20 frames per second rendering, the game doesn't slow down as well. Oh, I see. I see what you mean. Because the game's been written in such a way that the the simulation speed of the engine is decoupled from the rendering speed of the engine. Oh, I see. So when you, you know, some of the problems they would have the emulators is that when you're running it too fast, the whole game just goes bonkers because it's everything's running too fast because the frame rate's gone yes. out of control. Yeah. And, then, and you do get games where it's still tied together. So I think people were complaining in Fallout 4 that although it works fine when it drops below 60 if you go above 60 it doesn't work right so when you're running at 120 frames per second things will like objects will drop twice as fast as they should so gravity is running twice as fast and and it keeps getting worse as you go higher and higher and higher uh, it gets quite ridiculous so uh, a lot of games do still take the shortcut okay but but not to the extent they used to so what did you buy so i bought uh yeah so i i, I was actually looking to see I didn't. I was thinking of buying like some retro, actually retro cartridges and stuff. But in the end, I managed to resist because it would be kind of pointless. Because you would then have to buy something to play them on. Yeah, yeah. I I did see a I did see a cartridge of Final Fantasy VI, uh, like the Japanese Final Fantasy VI, and I thought about buying it just for just for nostalgia and owning finally owning a copy of Final Fantasy VI, a real cartridge of Final Fantasy VI, because it was only thirty Hong Kong dollars. But someone else bought it actually, so. Uh, while I was looking at it, someone went, ooh, and they picked it up and just ran with it. So I didn't buy any, any actual retro stuff, which is probably for the best. But I did buy a retro controller. So there's a company called 8BitDo or 8BitDo, I don't know. And they make these quite nice controllers that look like NES and SNES uh, and Famicom controllers. So they've got the same, they've got the same style. Uh, they don't actually have the same layout. So the NES and Famicom ones have have four buttons instead of just A and B. They've got Y, B, X, A, and and shoulder buttons as well. And they've done a new line called NES 30 Pro or FC 30 Pro, which is basically the 360 pad layout. So it's got two analogs and L1, L2, R1, R2. Uh, I suppose that's a DualShock layout as well, actually, which is probably came first. I should probably say DualShock. Please. <laughs> okay please so yeah the dual shock layout yeah so i got one of those it's, it's bluetooth it or or wired it works with ipads it works with android uh obviously works with pc and mac which is what i'm, I'm using it for it's actually really very nice I, I i was i wasn't sure when i bought it i was like actually it's gonna be really flimsy but trying it out it it's pretty good and I, i've been using it to play Binding of isaac because you know i was saying the other the other time, it's really hard to play Binding of Isaac with a, with, um, a 360 controller because uh, it's just a bit imprecise. I try and play it on analog sticks. But this has got a good D-pad. This has got a good button layout for, um, for like the Smash TV type uh, shoot and move independently. Uh, so it actually works pretty well for Binding of Isaac. Uh, so I've been, I've been using that. Okay. Yeah, and, and I thought, you know, I could use it for emulator games if we want to go retro, force you to play... All of these classics that you never played. 
even with your experience with Mario, you still want to go back? Yeah, I'm going to go back. I'm sure once once my brain gets used to running 15% faster, I'm sure I'll be uh, crushing it again. Oh, that sounds good, actually. I wish I my brain, if my brain ran 50, 15% faster, yeah. I can crush it as well. Yeah, I'm just going just gonna to ramp it back up. Do you want to talk about Metroid and Earthbound? <laughs> you're so you're What's so, so good about Earthbound, Mike. You're so transparent What's about so this. good about Earthbound. Okay, so the direct controller. I mean, what do I want to play with it? Yeah. Yeah, I would like to play Earthbound. I mentioned this before that when we were talking about Undertale, I said it reminded me of Earthbound, and I I, I would think. Earthbound is kind of on my backlog of games that I actually want to play. I feel like it is. So, a lot, a lot of RPGs during the SNES era were not released in Europe, and I have actually since played and finished a lot of them on emulators. I mean, not recently. This is say ten years ago. So, I, I have actually played Final Fantasy VI or Final Fantasy III for the US version, uh, Chrono Trigger, for example, both of which were never released in Europe, but uh, were obviously huge uh, in the US. And Earthbound is another one of these games. It's a... It's quite a seminal RPG on the SNES because it's... It's not, you know, fantasy or sci-fi. It's slightly whimsical Americana. How does it relate to Mother? Earthbound is Mother 2. And Mother was never released in the West. So okay. Mother was Mother was a NES game or a Famicom game. I think they did actually translate it, but never released it, weirdly. So they did actually do all the work to translate it, but it was never released. Uh, I think it might finally have been released. Actually, don't quote me on that. I, I think they were talking about doing it as Earthbound Zero, they called it. You can certainly download a ROM of it. Okay. I'm not sure if there's any official if there's any official release, but someone found, uh, you know, in one of these garage sales or something, the actual an actual cartridge of the translation of Earthbound Zero of of Mother, and they dumped the ROM and it's available on the internet. Oh, so it's official. Well, well, no. I mean, it, it yeah, it's an official translation. But it made it to the cartridge. Yeah, they, it it got as far as being put on a cartridge, and then. They had to. I think they had to patch the ROM because it had some sort of copy protection in. That meant it didn't work when they dumped it. So they just had to make some tweaks to the code. But yeah, there's an essentially complete version of Mother uh, translated into English. Uh, obviously Earthbound, and then there's also Earthbound Two or Mother Three, which is on the Game Boy Advance. Uh, again, it was never translated into English, but there's a fan translation patch that's apparently really good. So yeah, I, I would like to play the whole series. Actually, I'm not sure I can be bothered to play Mother, because uh, I think it's essentially like a less polished version of Earthbound. Okay. Whereas Earthbound 2 or Mother 3 is a very different game and and worth playing in its own right. I've heard. I've not really played either of these games. I've started both okay. of them, actually. I played a fair... I played a few hours of Earthbound, but never finished it. And I played the... I've played like 10 minutes of Mother three just to see if it worked but uh i didn't want to play too much of it because i wanted to play earthbound first so yeah they i mean they're on my backlog really of games i want to play 
Okay, so you also talk about Super Metroid. Super Metroid is such a classic, yeah. But is it something you need to play again? No, not for me. I it, Weirdly, my fascination with Super Metroid is actually in watching it rather than playing it. Um, I think it's it's a strange game. There's a lot of finesse and skill to it. So you can obviously just play the game. I think it took me... I did own Super Metroid. And I think it took me eight hours to finish it, roughly, thereabouts. But... You can finish it in you can finish it in under an hour in well under an hour if really? you know what you're doing. Yeah, glitches. Yes, glitches, but but not totally ridiculous like jump to the end of the game glitches. Just extreme skill. Uh, so using abilities in ways that you would not expect. Yeah, so they're not even really glitches necessarily, or they're they're right on the edge of what you'd call a glitch. It's like abusing the physics engine. Okay. Um, in ways you wouldn't expect, uh, and like for lots of frame perfect jumps and tricks. Yeah, that that doesn't sound like glitches. Yeah, so I and, and Super Metroid got me into this whole uh, tremendous waste of my life, I guess, of watching speedruns. I don't think it's a tremendous waste of your time. So th- there's the speed demos archive. I think there was actually a, there's just literally just a Metroid uh, speedrunning site as well and then Taz videos where they do tool assisted speed runs of Metroid as well something I do particularly quite enjoy watching is the uh, the summer games done quick and awesome games done quick these two charity speedrunning marathons and they will often have a super Metroid race where they'll get together I think four speedrunners who are who are good at super Metroid like one of them will have the world record and they're, they're the people that the world record is bouncing between and uh, they'll all start together and race to finish Super Metroid, and whoever, you know, and so the winner will obviously be the one who gets to the end of the game first. And they're all pulling out, you know, new tricks. the 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 route changes slightly every year as it gets faster every year. They because they found a new trick. I mean, this is a game that's more than a decade old, and they're still finding new things about it. And it's a very entertaining thing to watch, particularly if if you've been watching lots of Super Metroid speedruns and you know. And you know uh, what to expect, or when you see them pop pull out something new, it's like, oh, I didn't know they could do that. You know, every year is a new surprise. Yeah, I think this is a topic for another time, sort of speed running in general, because I think there's some. Surely there are other games you watch when it, they do summer games done quick, because there's. I think there are some games I like to watch over and over again. Yeah, there's there's a lot. I mean, it, it can be very entertaining. It's one of those things as well that's more entertaining if you've played the game. Yes. So. Yeah, I mean, well, Awesome Games Done Quick will be on in a few months. It, it will be in, it's in January, I think. So maybe we can talk about it then. Cool. So, lastly, we wanted to talk about, oh, PS2 and PS4. Yes. Which you think is bullshit. Uh, I don't think it's bullshit. Everything's bullshit. Everything, everything's bullshit. No, um, everyone is losing their minds over this, but... It's not clear what form it's going to take. What exactly game is it that's providing these PS2 games on PS4? Because there is some... I should have really looked this up. Yeah, we should have. You know what? You know what? I'm going to look this up. So, PS2 on PS4. Yeah. Star Wars bundle, four games, three of them are PS2 games. But the, Okay, so the idea was that they think they had, had cracked this feature when they bundled these four games into that Star Wars bundle. And then they, after the fact, then they announced it that they could do it. 
Well, I think no, everyone wasn't sure when it came out whether they had recompiled these games for PS4 uh, or whether they had written a general purpose emulator that could play any PS2 game. And everyone suspected it was the emulator route because yes. it actually pops up the PlayStation 2 logo and says that it's remapped the touchpad to start and select like the left and right sides of it. So everyone was suspected that they'd done the simulator and then they announced a few days later that they had. Yay, PS2 and PS4. But the only thing is, it's not that you can just put a PS2 game in as a disc and play it. I think this is just for the purposes of making you download your games and buy them again. With trophy support. With a, a tremendous waste of time. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I don't care about trophies. Although I did plat, I did platinum Bloodborne, but um, I feel like I've achieved something with my life now. <laughs> you you made me do it, I, and I've screwed myself over for the DLC now because I'm in New Game Plus. Thanks a lot, Ting. How have you screwed yourself over for the DLC? Because the DLC I have to play at New Game Plus difficulty now. I'm gonna have to start a new character. It's just gonna be way too hard. Oh, and then you'll suggest Bloodborne, and then we'll we'll get to play Bloodborne. <laughs> oh, maybe, together. maybe. Yeah, it's on your backlog, not mine. No, it's it's, it's not cool. my backlog. <laughs> it's not your backlog. You were like, if I never have to play Bloodborne, I'll be happy. No, PS2 on PS4, I don't know. I don't know. If they... Yeah, that is the question. What are they going to do? Is it going to be... Is it going to just be for downloading your games again? Or are they going to open it up to allow you to put in a disc and yeah. play? I think they'll make you pay. The thing is, they do have a precedent for this as well. The PSP downloadable PlayStation games, you had to download them from the store. But the function was actually a general purpose PlayStation emulator. If you had jailbroken your PSP and you had a you had a ROM image of a PlayStation game, it could play it. You could play any PlayStation game using that emulator. Not just the ones you downloaded from the store. Really? Yeah. So I, I had a jailbroken PSP and I did rip some of my games to play them on the go. I had like Symphony of the Night, Final Fantasy Tactics. Not the PSP version, but the PlayStation version. They all worked. Yeah, I, and I think it's going to be the same thing again. They're going to probably make a general purpose emulator, but just lock it down, and it will just be a bit of a shame. Well, actually, I say that. Realistically, I don't really have any PlayStation 2 games to speak of, or at least not that many that I'd want to play again. I guess this was just a vehicle for the greater conversation, which is backwards compatibility in general. You don't think it's important, then? It's funny, because it used to be... I remember when the PlayStation 2 came out, and it played PlayStation games, and everyone was going, oh my god, it plays PlayStation games. You know, that was a huge thing at the time. Because I guess, up to that point, it was all, or mostly cartridges, and you weren't physically going to make the cartridges fit the same slot. Whereas with disc-based games, yeah, it was the same same physical size, or same physical media. You could you could put a PlayStation CD in a PS2, and, and it worked. And everyone considered it to be a major feature and an important feature because when the PS3 launched, it had backwards compatibility. But only at launch, though. But only at launch, because I think in the end, they realised that actually it's not such a big deal. And in this generation, the only console that launched a backwards compatibility was the Wii U, and no one really cared about it. No, no one really cared. Yeah. It, I mean, it's a shame. I would have I would have liked PS3 backwards compatibility with the PS4, if only just so I could pack away the PS3 and take up less space. But the fact is, if I want backwards compatibility, it's because I have those games, it's because I have the console, the yeah. previous one. So I think the sensible thing. Yeah. Does the PS4 play PS1 games? I don't see why it should. No. 
I think it does. Or, oh, wait, the, the PS3 plays PS1 games, isn't it? The PS4 doesn't. What's the benefit of that? You can play Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> actually, well, actually, that could be useful. It's a great game. You can play it on your iPad as well, and your iPhone. Actually, you know what? Massive tangent here, but all the- <laughs> it's such a massive tangent that I'm holding my arm out and you're looking at it and everyone's confused. <laughs> <Yeah>. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Final Fantasy Tactics. The PlayStation version is the only game that's got the proper sound. The iPad versions and the PSP version, the sound is junk. I don't know what they did. It just doesn't sound right. And all the animations have wonky frame rate. Okay, so it's essentially the same, except it sounds weird. Yeah, it just sounds really bad. It sounds really bad, like totally different. Is the soundtrack different? or is No, it's just really poorly emulated. Okay, it just doesn't sound right at all, except for the PlayStation original. And the weird thing is... If you emulate the PlayStation version on the PSP, it sounds right. But if you play the PSP version, it sounds wrong. I don't know what they did. Whenever they ported it or recompiled it or remade it, you know, when they remastered it for the PSP version, which is what the iPad version is based on, they totally wrecked the sound. Is it not on a Nintendo handheld? Oh, there's different. There's Final Fantasy Tactics Advance and A2 on the DS. For some reason, I really wanted to say Final Fantasy Tactics your mum. Oh, <laughs> the GBA. Final Fantasy Tactics your mum? <laughs> yeah. I have no idea why. This is, this is the new version of Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah, because... If, if Final Fantasy wasn't copyrighted, yeah, we should totally make Final Fantasy Tactics your mum. It, it could be a fan game. I don't, like, know. It could be... I don't know, I'm sorry. Like, straight, like Street Fighter 2. Your mum edition. Yeah. Like, hyper fighting. <laughs> yeah, hyper fighting your mum edition. <laughs> I'm really ill in the head. <laughs> You're really ill in the head. You used to... You did used to get all those hacked Street Fighter 2. Okay, this is a massive tangent. Do you remember this? Like hacked street fighter 2 arcade cabinets did you ever see these like at, at like ice skating rinks and bowling alleys i remember going ice skating in crack hell and they had like a a street fighter 2 championship edition cabinet that was hacked and you could do like mid-air fireballs and you double fireballs that made in a zigzag pattern it was it was totally mental was that not broken. normal to do the zigzag viable i thought that was okay i'm really you just you really just didn't play anything for the N sixty four, basically, did you? <laughs> no, so I thought it was normal that that was happening on the screen. Yeah, that's that's not normal. Oh, shit, that's not normal. <laughs> it's like, is it is it normal for for? No, I'm not going to say this. <laughs> I'm not going to say this. Um, yeah, you, you're waiting so long. I completely lost the thread as well. I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. Final Fantasy Tactics. But that was that was the tangent. What was the original? Oh yeah, emulation. Emulation on the PS3. Yeah, you can play PS1 games on the PS3. So it sounds like they're going to bring PS1 and PS2 to PS4. Or maybe just the PS2. I don't know. I don't know whether you're going to be able to just play your PS2 discs in the PS4. Whether it's just a download-only thing. I I suppose I'm not that fussed either way. Because I don't actually have any PS2 discs with me. I think it's gamers being gamers and hoping that we're being treated well by the platform holders but well, I, I do, it seems like the virtual console I feel a bit miffed about the virtual console making me buy NES and SNES games again it's it's one of those things like emulators emulators NES and SNES emulation is perfect now you know it's uh, and if you if you use a really strict emulator it even emulates the bugs properly like the weird timing bugs and glitches that you get when you do things you shouldn't so, I mean, emulation for the NES and the SNES is a solved problem. And for a while, because there was no other way to play these games, 
they kind of turned a blind eye to emulators and there was like this golden age of I can play any Snakes game I want. I can play all these games that were never released in the EU. And now because they realized, oh, wait, we can charge people for this. Uh, you know, it's much harder to get these things now. And it makes me a bit sad. I, I mean, I get that they want to make money from it and it's with it perfectly within their rights to make money from it. So, you know, I think in the end, it's a matter of convenience. If it's convenient to play it, then I'll probably play it. Uh, I mean, I haven't bought any virtual console stuff for the Wii or Wii U because, as I said, I think their download policy is offensive. Like, it's tied to the physical console. I mean, that's just dumb. I am committed to downloading Majora's Mask, though, I think. On the Wii? Yeah. It's on the Wii? I think so. Okay. You should put it on the 3DS. I don't want to buy a 3DS. No, I'll lend you my 3DS. But you've got a fancy one now. I, I, there's too much pressure. I too can't much take, pressure to keep it. Yeah. To keep it I don't proceed. want to. Yeah, I can't take your 3ds. Okay. Unless I'd have to. I need to go around Sir Michael's to play on his 3ds, just so, <laughs> <laughs> so I can play with George's mask. You hand, you wear white gloves when you're playing it. Yeah. Yeah. And you have the 3ds inside a cabinet, so it'd be like I'm handling some nuclear material. <laughs> You'll have like Waldo's. You'll be like handling with those like claw grips. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah may not be practical or you have some way to extend it so i don't actually have to hold the device or touch the device or be near the device i just have another controller oh, we need in-home streaming for the 3ds yes. we need to put an nvidia card in there so i can stream it to you over the internet or you could do some really shonky where you just have a, a camera on top of it <laughs> facing down on the <laughs> and like a robot and you remember <laughs> yeah. it, like, it'd be like twitch plays exactly twitch plays majora's mask ting plays majora's mask we'll stream it over twitch and you'll have to type in what you want it to do. Yeah, make it extra painful and extra funny. Yeah, good plan, good plan. I'm not sure you'll ever finish it at this rate. It'll be the same way when they tried to do Twitch Plays Dark Souls. Yeah, they had Twitch Plays Dark Souls. Yeah, we like that. Did, did they ever finish that? I know they finished Pokemon. I don't know. I'm not sure. And I know they had Twitch installs Arch Linux as well. <laughs> that can't end well. Yeah, they were silly. There were some silly things. I, I didn't look up how either of those ones ended, actually. I should check. There you go. Anyway, random. But PS2 emulation, I don't know. Would, are there any PS2 games you actually want to play? Yes, there are. Because Metacritic says so. Oh, no. What, what's on your PS2 list? GTA 3. Okay. GTA San Andreas. Okay. GTA Vice City. Oh, really? But I could play them on the PC, really. Yes. And be a probably more positive experience. Yes. A- any non-GTA games? Gran Turismo 3. Mm, that makes okay. no sense almost I mean maybe yeah, and then there's a bigger conversation a time and place for these yes. review scores yes I, I gotta say I think yeah Gran Turismo 3 is a bit silly and the GTA games you may as well play on PC because it'll be better Metal Gear 2 okay Metal Gear 2 yes I'm quite after playing Metal Gear Solid 5 I'm quite curious to go back and play the previous Metal Gear games after playing Metal Gear Solid 5 you say it like you finished it uh, yeah, well, I did finish the main bulk of the story. I didn't finish, yeah, the, the next chapter. Like the oh, but you know what happens. I know what happens, yeah. I read spoilers. Whoops. Do you, do you know what happens? No, I don't. Okay, I'm not going to say it, because then I'll just have to shout spoilers a lot. There's also Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Wait, wait, which one? Three. Three. Mm. Yeah, that's the pinnacle of the series. That's the one everyone goes on about, isn't yeah. it? Did you play any of the... Tony Hawk's games. Uh, I never owned them. I I have played them. I played them too. They were good. 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I remember what and what the hell was it? The Cool Borders or something? I remember everyone playing all these Those like SSX. snowboarding and snowboarding and skateboarding games were all the rage at the time. Everyone was yep. completely mad for them. You don't play RPGs, do you? So you you've no interest in like Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts 3 or Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2? Kingdom Hearts 3 doesn't exist yet. Yeah, Kingdom but that's what make it more exciting. Kingdom Hearts 3 is freaking vaporware. Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 as well, like, I I did, so I had that P, I had that American PS2, and then, you know, years later after I bought it, I did buy a bunch of PlayStation 2 games that I thought were supposed to be classics. So I, I bought, uh, or, or that I really wanted to play. So I, I was in the US and I bought these games like secondhand or really cheap. And amongst them was actually Katamari Damashi, which I, great game, but you said it was a bit too mad for you. Yeah. I really liked that game. Kingdom Hearts. I bought Kingdom Hearts. I think I bought Kingdom Hearts 1, but I think I bought Kingdom Hearts 2. But the plot of Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2, I watched like an hour long video where they try and explain the plot of Kingdom Hearts. It's completely insane. But isn't it the same for any, is it Square? It's Square, isn't it? Yeah, Square Enix. Any Square, was it Square Enix by then? It was great. I think it was really. Oh, maybe not. Maybe it was just Square at that point. But anyway. Oh, anyway. But it's a Square game. So what do you expect? Oh, uh, I expect more coherence than this. Really? So because the the Final Fantasy games are self-contained games, they then, actually more recently they have they have started going off the rails on this as well. But Final Fantasies one to nine are all standalone games. So they, you know, they start, they're completely unrelated to the previous setting and then they finish. Although there is some crazy fan theory that Final Fantasy X is actually, oh, actually that's Final Fantasy X, that's not even 1 to 9. So 1 to 9 are completely standalone. There is some mad theory that 10 is actually set in the same universe as 7. But but that's a, that's a thing for another time. Yeah, 10 has a direct sequel, there's, there's 10 2 or X2. And 13 is bonkers, 13 is 13, 13 2 and Lightning Returns. I don't know why they did that. I don't think 13... 13 was apparently... Well, actually, I know. 13 was pretty dire, I thought. Didn't particularly enjoy 13. I thought 13 2 was better. Maybe 13 2 is better, but I just had no desire to play after playing 13. Okay. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with this. Kingdom Hearts... Yeah, Kingdom Hearts is... Kingdom Hearts is particularly insane because there have been so many Kingdom Hearts games. I mean, in the main series, there's 1 and 2, and 3 has been vaporware, but there's what... Birth by Sleep, 358 over two days or something. There's, lo- there's loads of weird chain of memories. There's a whole bunch of these games that have just added more and more and more to the story. And it's become more and more convoluted. It's bonkers. I guess the original question was Kingdom Hearts. Would I play them? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry, for I went on, off on one. Yeah, because they, re- they remastered them for the PlayStation 3, I think. Okay. So I did follow them. Okay. Obviously, they, they didn't get 95, so obviously I dropped them. Okay. I think I'd like to play them, yes. But I don't have a good reason to. Oh, uh, you know what? I'm, I feel like I have to look up the PlayStation Metacritic list. So, so none of the, none of the Final Fantasy games get 95s. I don't know, because PS1... It, it's too old for you to... too old to even think about. Okay. I don't okay. know. What, what, what year is the PS1? Uh, yeah, it must be... 90 Late nineties, yeah. yeah. Shocking. I don't know if my eyes can. I don't. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Are you going to say something? Such blockiness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, such a such a such a simpleton. <laughs> yeah. 
So okay, so you would play some PS2 games though. Yeah, I would. You, you've got a list. But actually, the the thing is, because of my principles, everything is totally flawed because I should play them on my PC. Uh, a lot of these ones you should, yeah. Well, the GTA games, at least you should. That's why I'm wondering what is there on the PS2 that's a real PS2 PS2 game that's worth playing on the PS2. There isn't because the MGS2 is on the PC as well. Is it? I think so. Yeah. I didn't know that. I know what, three, three and four aren't though. What one and four two aren't. Four, but I know four. Oh, one oh. of them is only on PS3, isn't it? I think three and four are just on PlayStation consoles. Yeah. So those would be the ones. And then there was, I wanted to tag on the bit where I am maybe being too optimistic, but if somehow Sony decided to make use of their PlayStation Now platform and and say if you own the PS3 disc and pop it into your PS4, you get a free ticket onto PS Now and get to play the game on PS, on your PlayStation 4 through some dead streaming platform. Yeah, I mean, that would be nice. I mean, you could kind of understand why they wouldn't do that because I guess it is using up computing resources for them to do that, and it that is costing them money. It, in a way that running the emulator on your machine, if you had the disc, isn't. But yeah, yeah obviously it would be nice. I thought they would, as a sort of um, as a sweetener, or as a response to Xbox offering backwards compatibility on their oh for the three hundred and sixty. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite interesting this time around that how the backwards compatibility has played out. I'm not sure there's any PS2 games that I really want to play. Uh, uh, maybe the MGS games, as we said. But uh, but then you've just gone and said, actually, I could play it on another platform and it'd be fine. So I don't know now. It's the Gran Turismo. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if it's a case I want to play them. I want to understand... Gran Turismo. Why people are obsessed. Why... How do you can... Spent hours playing this game. Tons of hours. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to say any more in case I just end up offending them. Yeah, I played Gran Turismo 1 on the PS1. And? I quite enjoyed it. But I was really bad at it. I'm not... Racing games are not my thing. You can drive. I can drive in real life. It's but, the same. No, but there's... there's just a, drive quickly. <laughs> there's a massive difference between driving in real life and driving in a racing game. In real life, you're getting a lot of feedback. There's a lot of feel for the road. In games, you know, I'm just so disconnected from the real, from the real thing of driving that I'm just completely incapable of figuring out when I should corner. You know, I just have no feel for it. Just steering wheel. See, I don't think it doesn't help. I've tried playing. So I, I know people who've had steering wheels. I've tried playing with a steering wheel. It just totally doesn't help. I can't, I can't associate seeing it on the screen with the real physical action of driving a car. I know what you mean, really. I know. Yeah, I so I, racing games I just don't get. I'm really bad at them, and I just don't particularly enjoy them. Apart from like Mario Kart, like comedy racing games that have very little to do with actual driving. Fair enough. Yeah, there you go. So that's that's killed that. <laughs> well, I was thinking trying to find something that blows your argument out of the water, but actually, fair play. I would say Wipeout, but I don't know how good you are at Wipeout. But Wipeout, Wipeout again is like nothing like a real racing game. I mean, I've never driven like a neon hover car. You know, Wipeout, like F-Zero, they're quite disconnected from yeah. real driving. Gran Turismo is trying to be a real driving game, but I can't 
you know, I am Forza trying to play trying to play these racing games. I I can't get any feel for how the car, how I should drive the car, because I I just can't connect it to my real life experience of driving a car. Okay. Then again, I think in Gran Turismo. You start out in really like pathetically low leagues. I, I think I was all right when I was having to drive like a milk float. Yeah, basically, you know, I was driving like a Fiat five hundred or something. And then when I was racing the Fiat five hundred, actually, I was okay because then it did feel quite like a car I'd yeah. driven. It's only when I'm trying to drive like a, a Skyline or something, yeah. and it's like, oh, actually, I have no idea what I'm doing. We probably have to do the painful bit of trying to f- finish this well. Try and finish this well. Yeah, we'd have to finish this well. We can finish this disgracefully. Okay, let's finish it disgracefully then. Okay, <laughs> I can't finish this disgracefully. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. I just insult your mother. Oh gosh, <laughs> let's not go there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be disgraceful. <laughs> you're the one who, you're the one who had Street Fighter Two, your mum edition. <laughs> I don't know why that hit me like that. Okay, I need to talk into the mic, and I need for, to for s- once, for once, and we we need to. Re- Welcome suggestions. Yes. Again. Okay. So wait, wait, okay. Let's 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 lay this out properly. There's a blog, lostlevels.club, where we, there's random screenshots of us playing the games. There's the podcast go up there, there's the show notes go up there. Obviously the RSS feed is linked from there. There's a subreddit slash r slash lost levels club. Uh we've got a Twitter at Lost Levels Club. We've got an email address, mike.and.ting at lostlevels.club. It's not an ampersand. It's not an ampersand because fuck hover. <laughs> fuck hover. They're seriously, <laughs> seriously. If you hear people on other podcasts talking about how great hover is, maybe they're good, but their email is shit. Just saying. It's great if you're post-email. We're not post-email. We're old-ass gamers. Um, I think they'd um, hover would rather that we went to their customer support and ask them about this than just <laughs> ranting. just ranting on one <laughs> yeah 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 you're right we, we will take this back the second it supports <laughs> ampersand by the way yeah yeah add ampersand support and we're, we're totally we're totally with hover anyway mike.and.ting at lostlevels.club yes please please send suggestions for what we should play after fallout 4 once we finally pull our finger out and finish fallout 4 please send us feedback about how we're doing yes please rate please rate and subscribe to the podcast on itunes please eat your greens please brush your teeth please don't insult ting's mother yes and be kind to your mom <laughs> where is this going i was gonna say ting's mom but don't do that <laughs> i was gonna say something rude but no she's she's a lovely lady i'm sure i've never met her <laughs> I, was gonna, I was trying to say something. I was going to say something else, but I realized I can't say that. Oh, maybe you can. <laughs> no, I really can't. <laughs> uh, it's it's online of eating poon in the car park, <laughs> which which is actually totally not rude in Hong Kong. It turns out it's it's a it's a it's a regular thing. It is. Um, I I didn't get that one, so I think you're okay to say it. Yeah, apparently in in Hong Kong, it's a, a proper way to celebrate is to eat poon in the car park. <laughs> And it's like, who's Poon? 